the volume. The Sessions podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Let me tell you a few reasons why. First of all, they are America's number one sports book. Duh. Uh, it's super easy to use. It's safe and secure. No tomfoolery. Fast payouts. As quick as two hours. And there's also so many different betting types. You know, the same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, features, you name it. We got it over here. I mean, there's risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, so much more. It's all here, all in one app, all in one place. The fast payouts and the safe and security. I mean, come on. Now, guys, if you're new, you just have to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get started right now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so they know that your girl sent ya. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Welcome to the sessions, baby. Welcome to the sessions. We're on the mother sessions on the Volume Sports Network podcast. That was not good, but I'm not deleting it. We're just going to leave it. We're all going to be a part of this together. Put in your earphones, crank this baby up to 10 or 11, and let's get into it. This is a great episode. I am joined by a, a woman that you guys all know as Nia Jax. This woman to me is Alina. Uh, she is just fantastic. I, I love her. Uh, she's somebody that I became uh, pretty good friends with in the world of uh, professional wrestling and, of course, still on the other side of that. This is her first interview since parting ways with WWE. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, it's it's cool getting to have these conversations with people, and I love when people trust me to be the platform for them to come on and have that conversation and tell their story and sort of present themselves back into the world again. I mean, it's not always like that, but, you know, I know that Lena has kind of been laying low a little bit. And we wanted to do this interview. We had been tweeting about it and kind of putting out the little teasers to everybody that this is this was going to happen. Well, buckle up, kiddos, because it's happening right now. Let's get into it. Here's my girl, Lena. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see your beautiful face. I'm glad that I slept on a, like a strip lash for you because I was like, She's probably going to come in here looking like a fucking smoke show. And here we are. You're getting the full bush. I'm obsessed with your hair like this. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Now it's thriving. Now that I don't have to burn it. How are you feeling right now? It's scary to say it, but I feel really good. Like happy. Why is that scary to say that? It's almost like Stockholm syndrome, right? Like I was in this crazy, almost like slightly abusive relationship with a company, but also good. There's good parts to it. But like, but now it's done. And 
I kind of get to be myself again, which I haven't been in a long time. And so I feel good, but it's also just this scary part where you're like, okay, so who is Lena now that she's not Nia Jax? It's such a weird thing because you and I have been talking about that a little while ago. We were just like texting about that, about that. Like, it's really exciting to have that freedom, but it's also like, what do I do with this freedom? And yeah, who am I now? You become so used to who you are, not only character wise, but just like in that world. And it's so like consuming that once you're out of it, it's, it's really weird. You're like a little brand new baby deer of like, what am I doing? How do I exist? I have like the best brothers, family in general, but like, I, I'll never forget, like before I got the call a year before that, I was kind of like, gosh, it doesn't feel the same to me anymore. Like I'm not as like super excited about it. I'm not like, as like, like I would get butterflies like before travel, just like excitement. And then he was like, maybe it's time for you to like, start worrying about yourself. Like maybe it's time for you to like, think about Lena. And I was like, oh, that's, it was just a weird concept. I'm like, ah, eh. because you know, you're just in the, like, you're a cog in the wheel and you're just going and you're like, no, but I'm so dead. You have to be so loyal to this company. And then finally, when the call came, which caught me by surprise, um, he was like, this is good. Like he was like my calm. He was like, this is good. My brothers are the best. I can't even imagine life without them. Okay. So run me through like what that last year to like six months was like for you. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely had seen moments like that. I think for so many people, like I'm sure you saw moments like that with me when I was there when I was like, Hey, I think I'm ready to not be doing this anymore. And at that time, I mean, for me, I kind of hit that wall where I was like, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore, but I didn't have my hand on another branch when I left which is, you know, a similar situation, I guess, to like getting a call that you've been released and you're like, your hand's not on another branch yet either. And it's such a, it's such an odd thing. But what was that like last year to six months like for you and like just in the company in general? I had left and had the surgeries, right? Like I had my double ACL surgery and then I was sitting at home waiting to like come back, but they're like, oh, we're not going to use you. But then COVID hit. It just kind of set the tone for the, the whole year. I was laying in bed and I got a call from TR because this is when we're filming at the PC. You're needed. You're filming your return in like two hours. I was like, wait, what? And I'm sitting there like, I was texting Paul Heyman because at the time he was running stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Whatever, whatever. I came back. The energy was just different. You know, obviously we were trying to work through a pandemic. Everybody like is scared. Nobody seemed happy. It was just a weird, tense feeling. And I, you know, like we were there at the PC and just like trying to make the best of it. It's something in the air. It just didn't feel the same. And there was a change in the guard in the company on the corporate side. And things just started shifting to where it didn't seem like, like what it used to be like. We used to kind of have like the family, like camaraderie, you know, like all get together and have a good time and, and something shifted. That's when, like, I think a lot of people, like, we're just starting, like, what the heck's, what's up? And then we had those, like, massive, like, cuts, like, cut after cut after cut. And they were, like, budget cuts and whatnot. And nothing was making sense. So, like, the whole last year was, it was just, I felt like I was in a constant, like a, like a dryer. Like, I was being tumbled in, like, different directions. And I just couldn't get settled. I remember I, I walked into Johnny's office after just, like, a crazy couple of weeks, like, in wrestling and just, I was like, you know what? I, I need a break. Like something's off. I don't feel right. I need a break. And he, you know, he gave it to me. He was like, yeah, of course, go ahead and take the break. 
And when I was in the break, I shit you not, I did not miss it. I've talked to like a few other people, but like even like when I, you know, I have like Misha Tate when I do my uh, UFC show with her and like she took like four or five years off before she was like, hey, I'm ready to like get back to it. Like a couple weeks is not the break that you need. Like you need like a break break. You need to step away and like real, it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that just like it takes up all of your energy. It takes up your thoughts. It takes up your physical energy, like all of those things that to just like have a long weekend, that shit ain't gonna cut it. It went by so fast. My break, I was like, Oh shit, it's coming up. And I'll never forget. I just hit Johnny up and I was like, Hey, I know that my break's coming up, but I just don't feel right right now. Like, is there any way we can kind of extend it to rumble? And then I was like, I know I'll be in a better place, whatever, whatever. And that was like on a Wednesday. I hit him up about that. And Thursday he called me. And of course I see his name. I'm like, oh, he's calling to talk about this. So cool. And then I pick up the phone and he was just like, hey kid, I hate to do this. And instantly when he said that, and I said, I was like, oh, am I getting released? And he said, yeah. He was like, I'm so sorry due to budget cuts, you know, the whole, the whole spiel. And I was just like, oh, okay, well I'll take a pay cut. I was like, if that's what's needed, just because I knew it was the whole like script. And he's like, oh, that's not it. And I was like, oh, so you just want like a total like different change. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. We're just gonna put you on your 90 days. And I hung up the phone and I was relieved. It's so interesting to me that that is a general sentiment from everybody that I've talked to that has been through this. And I know that, you know, with that comes that feeling that, of course, everyone for the last you know, year and a half, two years has been on eggshells of wondering like, am I next? When you get that 203 phone number, is that what that call's going to be? And like, shit, that is no way to live. Like, that's so stressful. So to just be like, you know what? Let's just get it over with and part ways. Like, I get where that relief comes from 100%. I stood my ground on certain things that I know that they weren't happy about. I was choosing not to go and get the vaccine. And it was a personal choice. And I remember sitting down with Vince because the whole entire two years I was there, I we were tested every day. I never popped positive. I never had COVID the whole time. And I was just, and it was like, well, kids, you're not going to be able to fulfill some of your contractual duties. And I was like, well, if that's the case, then that's the case. Like it's, it's a business. I said, it's a business. And I understand you got to run your business. But that's when I was like, you know, I feel really because I made the decision for myself and I stood by my grant. I stood by how I felt. Like I always go by my gut feeling. If it doesn't feel right in my stomach, I just can't force myself to do something I don't feel good with. That's just how I've lived my entire life. Would you have changed anything? Absolutely not. Like I was asked to be like a locker room leader and he was like, you know, you got to set an example. You got to do this. And I was just like, I'm not a stooge. I'm not going to go and and stooge anybody out. Like you want to know somebody's personal business, go ahead and ask them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't play by that thing. It's like, well, people are going to listen to you and follow suit by you. I was like, if they do, that's on them. So I sit back and think like, I got caught up in in the blurred lines of Nia Jax, like even outside, it's not like they run credits and say Nia Jax is Lena Fanini. Like it's Nia Jax 24 seven shit gets blurred. I can't sit here and like be something that they want me to be just to appease them. But at the end of the day, like, am I going to feel good about myself? You know, there's plenty of other stooges in the locker room. What would you say are the biggest differences between Nia Jax and Lena? The character is just this badass bitch that comes in and wrecks house and does whatever she wants and doesn't give two shits, right? About how people feel. 
And on the flip side, like Lena's a total basket case of emotions that like is always worried about how people feel, like wants to take care of everybody. But don't get me wrong, like there is a side of me that will like cut a bitch. But for the most part, you know, I am, I'm more of like the sensitive, like, you know me, goofy, laughing. Oh, I know. I know. I'm letting the people know. (laughs) I know all about it. Let the people know. I know. (laughs) Or Nia Jax is this huge botch queen that injures everybody. Okay, let's talk about that. This all came after the moment with Becky, correct? Yeah. Let's go back to that Becky moment. What happened during all of that? That was right right before Survivor Series? Yeah, it was right before Survivor Series where I think her and Rhonda were going to have a, a singles. So SmackDown was invading, right? Raw. The producer of that match, won't name names, basically was like, this needs to look real say sorry later. And we were all like, okay, cool. Like, let's go, let's have fun, whatever. And being the larger person, I feel as though people feel, oh, we can hit the shit out of her. She'll be fine. Which is true. Like for the most part, like I get wailed and whatever. I'm okay. I just remember right when they invaded, I feel as though everybody came after me, which is okay. But like, I was getting nailed the back of my head. I'm like, geez, Louise. Okay. I get it. And then finally I find Trin. I fucking love Trin. I'm all Trin sis. Let's just sit in this corner, <laughs> just talking shit in the corner, whatever. And then I continue to get punched in the back of the freaking head. And I was like, good Lord. So I just turn around and I really just like go to clear the person, whatever angles they show. My fist wasn't closed. I didn't punch her, but it did connect. I didn't even realize it was Becky. I honestly thought it was Lana. <laughs> If it was Lana, her face would have been like in the back of her. I mean, gosh, but I was like, I, so whatever did that. Didn't realize anything happened. Like, honestly, and then go back to trend and then we keep going. Then I look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's blood everywhere. And then I look and I'm like, oh crap, Becky's down, whatever. And then we go through the segment, everything happens. And I'm like, shit. I was like, was that me? Like literally like, didn't even, I was like, oh crap get backstage. And, and she got taken up to medical immediately. And I'm like worried about her, like what's going on. And then I'm also freaking out because they're slow replaying it. Kevin sends the replay to Vince and gorilla and it's replaying slow and they're cutting to every freaking angle. And I was like, I'm so screwed. So I go to check on her. And of course, medical's like everybody out, everybody out, give her some space. Cause everybody want to make sure she was okay. I go to Vince and I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like laughing. He's like, <laughs> and he was just like, well, it's not ballet. So then I walk away. And I was like, leave it alone. Then I'm like texting Becky, making sure she's okay. Just bugging the shit out of her. And of course, Becky's like, oh, I'm fine, you know. And then um, at Survivor Series, or no, before that happened, I had like this little cut on my my knuckle. And I don't know if it was from the hit, but I was texting Nikki and he was just like, dude, you're getting so much shit online, da, da, da. And I was like, well, should I go with it? Should I like, he was like, honestly, like. Nikki is the social media guy for WWE, by the way. He is the best. Yeah. Nikki tweets. Sorry. He's like, just run with it. And so I just like sent out a tweet, like, you know, some stupid, like, is anybody asking what my hand's doing? Like, and of course the internet went freaking ablaze and hated my guts. And that night, the Survivor Series, somebody else was supposed to go over. But it got back to Vince how much the internet was like hating me and how like the that he changed the finish. He was like, actually, we're going to have Nia go over because he wanted the heat. And then um, so when my music hit, the crowd was booing the shit out of me. Like it was insane. And Vince was like, all those baby faces should be thanking you. And I was like, why? And he was like, because. So he's like, you got a true legitimate heel here. 
you go out there and you point at that fist and you smile. And then from then on, I just played into the role of like, okay. When you're given a moment like that, though, I mean, you know, good, bad or whatever, you have to do something with it, right? And it's like in the world of wrestling, you don't turn away from moments like that. You have to lean into that and ride that wave out. What is it like being being you, Lena, and getting reactions like that? Like how does that kind how does that play into like real life of having fans react that way and then also having your social media react that way? Like I know there's definitely the part that's like, "Oh, this is kind of fun. I can play into it whatever." But is there another side of that that creeps in? A thousand percent. Like in the beginning you're like, "Oh, it's just character." But like I said, there's a blurred line. Like nobody says Nia Jax is Lena, right? They're not like saying this is character. And our fans are just, they're ruthless. They're great, but they can be ruthless. And so, and like my mom or like, you know, family members will read the comments and I'm like, stop reading the comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do not. And they don't. My mom will read it. She's like, this person said this. I'm like, mom, who cares? Like these people. I had to like block my mom a few times. So I'm like, Can, I need you to not engage with people on my social media because you are not helping the case. My best friend's mom, she'll like go on there and talk so much crap to whoever like wants to step up. I love her. But I'm like, it hurts a little. You know, it does. Like you can't, you can't sit here and act like it doesn't because they say some seriously mean stuff. And that's my work. If anybody who knows me in the locker room, like I know I was so much bigger than everybody. I know that I'm a lot stronger and that like, I've already acknowledged that my um, coach Sarah Motto had always said like, you always have to be aware because you are so much bigger that like you throwing your arm and hitting somebody in the face is not going to be the same as like, you know, somebody smaller than you. I was always conscious of that. And I always try to take pride. Like I worked with Lexi most of my career, right? Like she's so tiny and she trusted me. And so like, that hurt when people just like, when I, oh, she just injures everybody. She just hurts everybody. And I'm like, and I can tell you this right now in my career, I know I've injured two people. Obviously Becky was one of them. And there's another one that like, you know, I don't want to call her out, but like, I know I did. And I profusely apologize. And other things I'm like, gosh, they made like a whole YouTube about certain things. I was like, Hey, guess what? We get in there and we're going 300 days a year and not all of my moves are going to look super clean and smooth and just come out like cherries. But I'm not injuring people. I'm not purposely going out to hurt people. That's what hurt me the most. Cause I was like, I consciously make an effort to make sure that I can make everybody look good and keep it safe and make sure we all get out like laughing and having a good time and safe. Anybody that's under contract with WWE is busting their ass, whichever way you want to look at it. Everyone's putting in work. And like you said, you're on the road all the time. There's always different shows. There's house shows. There's blah, 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 media, all the things. There's so much stuff happening all the time. But yeah, you definitely like you got bad end of it. But I also think another thing that that maybe coincided with that is your bloodline is people people reacting to your family and whatnot. How much do you think that played into this as well? I feel like they kind of went hand in hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, she's not going to lose her job because she's related to rock and da 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 and all this stuff. And I mean, you just got everybody under the sun ripping me to shreds about that. And, and it's funny because that's so far from the truth. Like it's so far from the truth. Like Vince didn't have an issue. He knew he's like, shit happens. Like we're going to make the best of it. And, uh, whatever family members they thought supported me were opposite. Did not have my back. Trust me, did not have any support with me in this business for a long time. That sucks. 
Yeah. I mean, it does. It sucks because, you know, your family and, and it is what it is, but I actually didn't mind it too much because I thought I was creating something of my own. I always pay homage to the family and like, gosh, we have such an insane lineage, like incredible lineage and the legacy will live on forever. And I'm sure any um, legacy, like character, any legacy person is going to come and be like, I want it like Charlotte, Tamina, Natty. We all want to like put our own footprint on it. And, uh, and that's something I was like, you know what? That's fine. If you don't want to have my back or support me or whatever, it's fine. Like I kind of want to do this on my own. I wanted to be just like everybody else. When I first got signed, I didn't tell anybody who I was related to. And somebody had heard that one of the cousins was there. And it was actually Becky who like found out she's like, it's you, isn't it? And I was like, uh, and then when I got in the car accident with my aunt, uh, the rock's mom, that's when he kind of like, let it be known that it was me. How do you think your booking could have been better or different? Or were there things that you wish that you got to do that you didn't get to do? Because when I see somebody like Anaya Jax signed to WWE, I mean, it's like dollar signs in your eyes, right? It's like there's you're this beautiful woman. You're bigger than everybody else. You just have this presence about you. I feel like, you know, you could have just literally strapped the rocket onto your back and, and off you went. What would you have done differently? I think I became um, a company girl. Like that's what, that's what kind of bothered me back in the day. Like I kind of just was like, okay, they always have my back. Like, I don't have to worry about it. They'll always take care of me sort of thing. And like certain things I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable with that, but I'll just do it because this is what he wants. This is what they want. And I think that's where I kind of got lost in the shuffle, just kind of thinking that appeasing certain people would actually benefit me. When I did speak up, things did happen. And then I'm thinking like, okay, well then I don't have to do it again because I had that problem with feeling like I am such a big person, larger than life. I didn't want the reputation of her being like, oh, she's loud, obnoxious, and she's hard to work with. That was like the the line I was teetering, right? Because you hear people who are like that and you can see it and you're just like, I don't want to be that person. It was that line that I played where most people are like, why are you getting booked like that? This is so dumb. And I'm thinking like, no, I'm doing the right thing. You know, like the Stockholm syndrome, like, when you have people like in the production meetings that have your back, it, it goes a long way as well. And I think cert- certain people did have my back, but I think it was also me like speaking up and I, and I didn't, I let certain things go. Like there was a couple times I did speak up, but it wasn't in my defense. It was to, to help others. But when they have their visions and, and I know that like, that was one thing I was definitely a reliable heel. For real. So two things, um, I mean, rumble just happened. Your moment when you got to do both rumbles, the men's and the women's, in that moment when you took like every dude's finisher was pretty fucking iconic. That like everybody's like, what was your best moment? That was probably my favorite moment. Like, I will never forget. We had rumble that day and we were also filming Total Divas and we were trying to put the female rumble, the women's rumble together. And I was already irritated with certain things there. And then um, I we were finishing up our rehearsals because doors were about to open. And then we're walking back and Johnny's like, hey, kid, you're you're going to be in the men's rebel too tonight. And I was like, what? It like floored me. But we had, he said, uh, the only thing I could rehearse was me beating up truth for camera angles. And that was it. And then I had to go be in the women's rumble. Remember all that, which thankfully, like it was towards the end. And then I had to run back and the guys were all in this room and it was Ray, it was Dolph, it was Andrade, it was Randy. And I was like, 
I don't know what's going on guys. And of course they're like, don't worry about it. They literally were like the best, made it so easy, walked through it. And I just kept saying, I kept telling Randy, I was like, man, I don't want to fuck up the RKO. I just don't want to fuck it up. I was like, I just never taken it. He was like, he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, turn left and just ride with me. And then Ali, like Ali was just oh, such a sweetheart. Such a great, great guy. And free Ali. Hashtag free Ali. He's such a good person. And like, I've had so many great conversations with him backstage, like just genuine, like he's such a great human. So when he was just like, yes, this like just toss me over. It'll be great. And I was like, I love you. Like, thank you so much. Like the craziest like opportunity, right. That never, I never thought I'd be able to have. What did you do? You took the RKO 619. Do you take a zigzag? Uh, No, I wish I would take a zigzag. He super kicked me. I got the 619 and I got the RKO. So right after that was um, right when John was leaving. And it was announced that (laughs) that John was leaving. So what happened in that situation from like your point of view of them having you go out? What happened? You went out and interrupted him in a promo or something or knocked him down. I can't really remember. My memory is the shits. It was so he had already, I think he had just said he wasn't going to resign. I remember getting the um, script and they were just like, yeah, you're going to come out. And and I was like, so wait, am I going to start wrestling the guys? Like, and I'm like, what's going on here? And they're just like, yeah, you know, we think this is kind of cool. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I go to Dean and I was just like, dude, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, are you, how are you? And he was like, it's hard. You know him. He said, he's like, yeah, whatever. They're just trying to fucking get me. And I was like, I don't want to hit you. Like, I think that's so... I just don't think I should be able to hit somebody and they don't get to hit me back. I thought it was so weird. And I know John didn't feel comfortable. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to hit you. It just felt like such an odd, it it just felt like that. um, Okay. Well, John's leaving. Let's start to bury him on the way out, which ultimately they did not. It went that way and it felt that way initially, but then, you know, they gave him a beautiful send off. He honestly couldn't have had really a better send off in terms of like, you know, the 5,000 shield reunions that they did. And like they had their own pay-per-view that they did like that. He did have a beautiful send off, but it did feel like at first it was like, uh Oh, how's your last couple months going to look? <laughs> they had like advertised us on a live event having a match. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? I was like, are we doing this? And I thought at first I was like, it's kind of cool to do the intergender matches. Like that would be actually super cool if we can go that route. And if anybody who's amazing and it has like an incredible resume, it's John. But I'm like, does he want to do this? Is this what, is this where we're going? And then I don't know what happened. Somebody said like the state that we were supposed to be working in didn't allow intergender matches or some crap like that. I don't know. And then it just went away. As much as you can go like, I don't know. I feel weird about this. There's also the other side of you that's like, I don't know. Let's try it. Let's try it and see what happens. And yeah, I don't know, maybe you know better than I do. And maybe it is going to be something that's really cool. Um, so you kind of want to, I don't know, trust the pros that have been in the business for forever. You want to, but then sometimes you realize they don't know what the fuck they're talking about or do. You're done. Your 90 days with WWE are done. Hence, we're here. The red light is on. We get to do this podcast. What do you want to do? It's so funny. Everybody's like, what's next? What's next? Well, thankfully, during my year, when I realized it was not going to be lasting much longer for me personally, I invested in some land and um, got me a nice big old farm land. And and I got some businesses going on there. Like a, I'm going to start like a natural remedies, like hemp and like mushrooms. You're, you're like, starting a marijuana farm? Well, <laughs> 
I mean, if that shit goes legal, trust me, I'll be the first one to pop that seed in. And there's other like businesses on the land that I'm going to um, be partnering up with like the city and, and allowing them to use parts of it and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm going with that, with business wise. And just like little projects here and there, you know, like I don't mind taking some things here and there. The one thing I do regret is like, I didn't get to like have an official goodbye and like really say bye to fans and just kind of like, you know, not knowing that like that last match was going to be my last match, which was great, you know, with Shayna breaking my arm or whatnot. So I, I don't mind taking a few like projects here and there for that, just to like give back to fans who like were really amazing to me. So wrestling's not done, done then. I never want to say never. Because I do love the feeling I get in the ring. I do enjoy, like, I loved wrestling. I didn't like the shit, the politics, all the other BS. But also, like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I already talked to you about it. Like, I'm trying to find my my man so I can start popping out babies. Listen, it's a great life. It's sleepless and it's hard, but it's awesome. I mean, I live vicariously through the Nora videos and pictures like she's just such a gorgeous little i mean you just created the the cutest little baby i love her oh my god what a special little oof. how could you not oof, love her you're it's almost like you're starting life again a little bit or like getting life back on track where it's like okay now what what are like the real life things that i want to do right now um i want to take things back to wrestling for one quick second and we can take this out if you want but you got the call to be a part of the rumble did you not Oh yeah, I did. I was in the middle of trying to get my stuff back. Right. Like I had a bunch of crap, like, you know how it is. Like you just shoving stuff in everybody's boxes, whatever. And so I'm in the middle of getting my stuff back. They sent me a box and like more than half was missing. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? So when I got the call, I thought it was about like, where's my stuff? So I answered, I'm like, Hey, what's, what's up? It was, you know, my homie in TR. They were like, Hey, Savalina, my official name, we we're just calling to see if you'd, um, be interested in participating in the Royal Rumble. And I started hysterically laughing because I thought I thought it was my friend joking with me, right? I was like, oh, you're freaking hilarious. Ha ha. Like, and then he was like, actually, no, this is an official call. And I was like, oh, I was like, fuck no, I'm not coming back. And he was like, oh, well, we'd like to offer you this. And I said, I was like, first of all, I already know I'm still under my 90 days. I was like, you're still going to be paying me anyways. I was like, so you're not offering me anything. And I was like, no, I'm not fucking coming back. I was like, absolutely fucking not. I was like, is this all this was? And he was like, yes. I'm like, okay, bye. Doesn't that feel like a slap in the face? Like, I think this is one of those things I know is going to be in a fucking bunch of headlines and whatever. But like, it does feel like a slap in the face, right? To be like, hey, you're not needed anymore. But like, oh my God, actually, we kind of need some more bodies to fill this Royal Rumble. That's exactly what it was. And guess what? They were accumulating a list. This is what I was told. They're accumulating a list. They wanted to offer me the opportunity, accumulate a list that they send to Vince. Then Vince goes to the list and says who he wants and who he doesn't. I was like, so you're asking me to be a part of a list to go to the next step. I was like, fuck no. How much more can you shit on me, dude? Somebody was just like, we didn't want her to feel left out. If it got around that, you know, she didn't get asked. We didn't want her to feel left out. I was like, fuck you. That's such bullshit. You needed people. And I definitely knipped that. I found that so odd. Like in the people that did show up and were a part of it, like, yeah, absolutely go do it and get that money and do, you know, live your life, enjoy it. But yeah, I just, I thought it was really funny for them to be like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired to be like, oh, uh, actually, could you come back and can we just hit your music one last time? Thanks. 
that's what it is that kind of sucks. It's like you are so ingratiated in this. Like your whole life is in this business. Like I put off weddings, baby showers, family get togethers. Like I've literally ostracized my family and friends for eight years and put this company first. And that's because that's what they require, even though you're an independent contractor, right? And then when you're gone, it's like, go, you know? And like, thankfully I was, I was definitely smart enough to save and and be really smart with my money, but it's like, it, it is that kind of kidnapper thing. Like you've made me think that you're the only thing I can have and that you're protecting me and you have my back. And then for the ladies, it's a lot different. You know, the guys get, the guys get a lot more support and a lot more money you know, they get, they get a lot more money. So when shit like this happens, they're not really too worried about the next step. And and, and I hate saying that, but it's, you know, like, I do know that WWE likes to play into like a narrative and like, oh, we're so supportive of women. It's like, but are you like, there's a couple women that could probably sit back and be fine, but like the majority, no, they gotta, they gotta hustle, you know? And then you got, you have way, I mean, not all, but a lot of guys that, that they're like, yeah, we're fine. We have like all this. And I'm like, so happy for you not knocking it i'm just saying like does leave people in a bad spot and also like i mean just to like sort of piggyback on that too but it's like for the women as well like they're giving you their prime years that was one thing i mean i told you about it was like i sacrificed probably like getting married and having kids because i wanted to follow this dream thinking like oh it was great so it was definitely my choice right like when you think you're giving that, you're thinking it's going to be reciprocated. And, it, you know, it's the ugly truth that you got to stand, you got to face. It is what it is. But, you know, like, help me out afterwards. Like, I mean, I know I'm okay. It's just that when you sit back and look at it, you're like, dang. But, and, and the thing is, I mean, it's I, I, this kind of is with, you know, many different lines of work. But it's like, yeah, you really have to be aware of your finances, of what you're doing, what you're investing in. Like, this is definitely not like a live frivolously and you're making that money for forever. Cause yeah, when that door slams in your face, it's like, oh shit, uh, what am I doing again? So it's the catch 22 of like when you're wrestling, especially when you're trying to evolve as a woman and as a character in general, you're getting your hair done, your nails done, makeup, clothes, stylist, your gear. Oh my gosh, you're just shitting money. And stuff that you think you could be saving, but you're like, no, this is an investment for my future. Like it's going to work out for me and it's for my brand. And then, and then you look back and I look at my tax returns. I'm like, where in the F did I spend all this money? Because I do not remember this. It, it goes so fast. And, you know, we all have to carry our own burden, like our cars, our hotels. Like it's just, it's a lot. It really is like, I, I mean, I even noticed from going from like, you know, being there and making good money to like, yeah, you make a decision and it does change your lifestyle and you have to think about things for sure. But in like almost a good way where it's like, let's everyone just check ourselves real quick for a second. I even said, I was like, hey, I, before I did this, I had way less and I survived and I was happy and it's going to be. I don't think the argument is more of like, I can't do it because I definitely can. It's more of just like the thought that they don't have that and the like to take care of, you know what I mean? Like, when you see people who've been injured badly and can't walk straight and are going to have medical bills for the rest of their life, like, you know, like I invested in, in health and making sure that I have like a, a rehab center in my garage because I want to be able to, to move, but it's kind of exciting to see what I can do. Talk to me about Total Divas before I let you go. What was that experience like for you? We didn't even get into any Total Divas stuff as I'm looking at the clock, but how was that? 
it was good and not good. Of course, I think you can relate to this. So in the beginning, when you first do it, it's like this whole like fantasy glamour world. You're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. And like, you do everything the producer says, like, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. And you do it. And then it starts to become this thing where it's like, well, that's not real. And I don't want to do that. And that's kind of not who I am. And, you know, it just, it started to become less fun and more of just a total drag. I hate saying that because I did like the opportunity to have that. And then you have certain, um, certain people on there who like to like amp it up a little bit and they're made for the reality show. They're made for it. And you're like, this is for you. And you know, I'm not, I remember that last season that we did with like when Rhonda came on. How many seasons did you do? Three? Yeah. I was told, um, basically because I think they had gotten rid of Lana they're like, we need some people to be a little more, um, controversial. And last season you were too appeasing. And I was like, so you want me to start drama? And I was like, what? I remember before that. And I was like, I don't want to do the season. And they were like, well, we need, we need you for this season. I'm like, all right, last season. And then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Even though I think that was the last season as of right now. Yeah. Did that show, like, did it ever actually like officially get canceled? It just went away? I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue. I'm not sure either. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, It's a lot of work too. Like I will say for like, for the twins, for Miz and Maurice, like, oh my gosh, do I ever applaud them? Cause it's like, man, it's a shit ton of work. I had bought my house, right? My first house. I could tell you, I didn't even live in it the first year because we were filming. I was, I was literally, I was like home maybe one day to switch out clothes for a suitcase. And then I was back on the road. Not only are we on the road wrestling 300 days a year, but then you have to not go home. You have to go to a site to shoot for Total Divas for like three months, four months. It is very commendable to those girls who can do that, but it did take a toll like on my health. Like, um, I remember going to the doctor and he was just like, look, your adrenal glands are shot. Like your adrenal shot, your thyroid is bad. Like basically you need to stop, slow the freak down because your body is just like not liking any of this. And, and then I think that's what, and then, uh, soon after is when I went and had my knee surgery. So I was like, I need a break. I mean, I had been running on bad knees for like over a year. And then I was like, this is my opportunity to actually just like take a break. Yeah, it, it is really crazy because like you're doing that show and it is so like we're taking a trip here and we're going to go here and like it starts to, at that point you're like, do I want to go on this trip? Do I have to go on this trip? And it's like to these beautiful locations. It all sounds really fun, but it's like, oh my gosh, it is like a shit ton of work. It looks like it's so fun on TV and I get it. Like they do a great job of making us look great. Everybody in production, because they're just, they're always so good and they're so good to us. And that was, that was the fun part, but it was just, it is a shit show for us. I'm barely sleeping. And a lot of the time, like, you know, you get snappy, you're hungover because you had to give a good scene. And then the next day I have to get up and like be hair, makeup ready for, you know, doing the confessionals. And then I got to go straight to TV. And then I got, you know what I mean? It was just like, it also is like a bit of a mind fuck when you go from like, okay, so there's like enough of like the psychology of like shit that's happening of like, who's my character in wrestling? Okay. Got that check. And then you enter this um, total divas reality world where you're like, okay, but now I'm more Lena but still Nia Jax. And then you are doing this. Like you're getting into arguments with Leah, with Carmella, and you're having these moments. You're like, how, what is real anymore? What is real? I feel so displaced. 
to me, I sit back and I think of the people who like know me growing up and like watching that and being like, that's not who I remember. Like that is what got to me. I was just like, that's not me. Like, you know me. And it's hard to, it's hard to keep saying that to people when you, you know, me, you know me, but then you're on TV and people are like, well, that's not what I saw. And that was that blurred line where I was just like, I like, even on total divas, I couldn't be Lena. It was still Nia Jax. That was one thing I took away. Where I was like, dang, the line was so blurred. You know, even when I got like nominated for a people's choice award, it was Nia Jax. You know what I mean? Like that's so freaking weird to me. My, well, I got the, I think it was like the first ever see her award and it was Nia Jax. I'm like, so when you look back on it, it's in WWE owns all that. Right. So I don't get any kind of like, I literally walk away with nothing because that's totally owned by them. God, I've never really thought of that in those terms, but yeah, I walk away and I'm like, Hey, it's actually Lena. And they're like, well, we don't know Lena. Like, but that's who it was the entire time. And, and so it just, it does, it blurs the line and it makes you feel it kind of, it is a mind fuck. Like it does mentally get to me. Like my mom was just like, she was like, got super emotional one day and she was like, where's Lena? And I was like, don't do that to me, mom. Right. And like, I started crying and I was just like, I did not know where Lena was. Cause like, I couldn't tell her. I was like, I don't know. Cause everything's so blurred right now. You know, like, and my mom came with me to the see her award uh, ceremony. And she was just like, oh, so it's just all Naya, huh? Like you look back and you're like, well, I don't really get to claim any of those things. It's all WWE owned. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, baby. Now to celebrate. New customers, uh, you can bet five bucks to win 280 bucks in cash on either team to win when you use the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, when you're registering. That's right. Hear me. You're going to get winnings in cold, hard cash because we know that cash is always better than free bets. So what am I looking for for the Super Bowl? You better believe that I'm putting my money on the Bengals. These are my guys as a new Cincinnati resident. I am leaning hard into the Bengals. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, this guy is going to get it done. I just feel like momentum is on their side. I feel like they're going into this as the underdogs and they're going to shock the world. Also, can we give a little shout out to McPherson for being the most clutch kicker in all of football? Man, making the city proud. Bengals are going to get this done because you're in the jungle. Also, FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Louisiana. Okay. Listen, New Orleans, one of my favorite cities in the whole world. I'll come down there and I will play and I will party. Let's do this. Um, You know, there's just really no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than right on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's tons of promotions for new and existing customers. They've got same-game parlays where you can combine small bets for bigger wins tons of Super Bowl props, and plenty, plenty more. So don't miss your chance to turn 5 bucks into 280 bucks in cash. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code Renee to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, use the promo code R-E-N-E-E exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Maximum bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee's site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 
1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369 for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, let's circle back to wrestling really quickly um, because the internet was ablaze when you and Charlotte like got into it. What happened during this match with the two of you guys and then like the fallout of it all backstage? Obviously, like Charlotte is just an insane competitor, right? Like she is just very like, she puts her all into it, very passionate. There was just a miscommunication. I don't know where it was, but she started laying into me. It happened a few times during the break in that match. So not a lot of people saw it on TV, but a lot of people, I remember like some of the the announcers were like, damn. And we were just kind of laying into each other. I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? And then I think at the point where everybody saw on TV, I was just like, fuck this, dude. You're you're laying into me. I don't know what's going on. So I just gave her kind of like a, a two-piece back that kind of rocked her back into like, let's finish out this match and kind of get shit together. And I didn't know what was going on. And it was definitely intense, obviously, like with, she's one of my best friends. So it wasn't like I was sitting there like, we were super mad, but I don't know what, there was some sort of miscommunication. We got backstage and I just, I literally was like, what the fuck? And I look at her and I said, are you good? And she was like, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, out there was just something went off and I just didn't feel right. And, and I said, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, no, no. And then I think one of the producers was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, no, Naya's one of my best friends, I swear. And then literally we went backstage. I said, give me a break. We walked away from each other for the night. And then um, obviously the internet went crazy. So I just hit her up and was just like, we're fine. Like, let it go. I mean, shit happens. Like everybody's emotions and egos get really worked up and uh, stuff happens. But at the end of the day, she's like one of my best friends and I didn't want to, I didn't want people to think like anything serious, like really happened because we were fine. Have there ever been other moments of things like that happening in the ring for you? Um, like on live events that's happened before with somebody. I remember like when I first got up and I was kind of getting whatever they called the push and the certain person wasn't too happy about it. I mean, she kind of did it with a lot of people and I was the project at the time. And, um, I think at one point I just had had it with her and, I'm bigger. So at the end of the day, I get that you might be a bigger star, bigger personality, whatever you think you are, but I can handle you. I don't have to do much. I can just handle you. And I handled her um, at a live event and she got really mad and her and some other psycho yelled at me. And I just remember looking and laughing and just being like, okay, see you tomorrow. I think there was like a locker room meeting about it. Like Fit Finley had to like wrangle us all in and like, And it was funny because I'll never forget, like, these girls were just yelling at me about something so stupid, about, like, how I bump, like, how, you know, whatever. And I remember Fit Finley standing up for me was, actually, this is directly from Vincent Kennedy McMahon that she does not bump until the end of a match. So I don't know why you're mad at her. And literally, everybody just shut up. And that was the end of that. Like I said, it's a company. There's egos. Everybody wants to get up on top. And I don't think every people meet like the person and me are cool. Like we're super cool now. And it's funny because we look back and laugh and we're like, gosh, like what a crazy time, but shit happens. And yeah, we did. We laid into each other in the ring and got a little scrappy. 
It happens. Though it's, I mean, it's, it, I just feel like it's like juicier when it's like, oh my God, the girls are in like a shoot fight right now. I feel like if that happened with the dudes, it'd be like, mm, all right, whatever, cool. But once the chicks, you're like, oh, what happened? So at one point, I didn't know where it was going to go. So when I finally retaliated and I was waiting for her to like kind of like give it back, I was like, oh shit, are we about to frick it? We're about to go right now in front of all these people who you could, it was like a dead silence in the crowd. Like everybody was cheering all of a sudden they, I think they realized like, oh shit, this is real. I remember like it got real quiet around us. And then I was at one point thinking like, oh, she fucking goes back at me. We're going to, we're about to go. And then thankfully we all kind of snapped out of it. This shit happens, you know? You're human beings. You're dealing with a lot of crazy shit. It's bound to happen. It is bound to happen. If they really did a good reality show, they would have followed us backstage without telling us what to do because the shit that happens backstage is the real drama, the real reality. There's like those moments of like, wait, what's happening? I literally just keep cameras in the makeup department and there's your show. And microphones on all the makeup artists (laughs) and like, and we all just spill the tea to them like, yes, Oh my God. That's where all the drama happens. Holy shit. It's the best. I know. (laughs) I love her. And she's like, I I walked away with some pretty like amazing like friends. Like as much as I've like, oh, I've missed, I've heard from everybody almost every week. Last or the rumble. I heard like a bunch of people were messaging me just saying how they miss me. It was really cute. I know. It's nice. That's one thing I'm super stoked that some really solid like people i'm gonna be in lexi's wedding in a month or two yay no it is really cool i mean that's the thing it's like yeah that's i feel like i say that all the time it's like my best friends are in wwe i mean that's those are the people that we've all spent so much time with so yeah that doesn't go away that's for sure we just don't get to bullshit with each other every week i miss that though i always if i need a little like pick me up to hear what's going on i just feel like i'll hit up natty She'll give me the full breakdown. Oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm still there. I feel like I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> give me the tea, Natty. I know. I love Natty. Natty's the best. <laughs> she sends me random Dr. Pimple Popper videos. I got to send her one back, actually. Oh, my gosh. I just watched this one. It was so frustrating on TikTok. They were, like, trying to get at this blackhead, but it was, like, I saw hair. it in, in the hair. Oh, no. This one was one on the back that was, like, a home job somebody was trying to do, and it was a disaster. It, to me, it's, like, I'm gross up, but I love watching it. I find it so satisfying. Yeah. I just like pop it out. Like do it. Do, do you pop Hans pimples? Do I pop whose pimples? John's. He doesn't really get pimples. Ugh, lucky. Yeah. He never really gets any. So I'm not afforded such an opportunity. <laughs> um, but what I also really love, uh, there's another thing that I follow. That's like an earwax specialist. Stop. The shit that comes out of people's ears is fucking wild. No. Yep, no. it's truly insane. I'll send you. You're going to send that to me. I'm going to have to watch. Because I'm always freaked out about my ears. Like, I'm always, I'm constantly checking them and, like, cleaning them out. No, I feel the same, especially when I would wear, like, IFBs for the longest time. I'm like, is everything okay inside my ear? Like, am I, like, compacting wax in my ears through this? I could be. I don't know. Who can say? I probably could hear a lot better then. I think I feel like I scream, so maybe I do have wax in there. Literally, John and I... We're at home. He mumbles and I can't hear. So it's a lot of, huh? <laughs> what? What? Like, in, like, imagine how much worse that's going to get as we get old. Like, holy shit. We need to get them earwax candles. Pop that sucker in and see what comes out. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by that. I would actually love to try that. I need to try it too. Hey, let's book a vacation. We can get our ears waxed together. I know. <laughs> 
That sounds like well, heaven. this podcast took a turn, but hey, at least you know our side interests. Bam. Hello. Well, I'm really excited for you. You look great. You are radiating. It's a really cool time. As much as I know it's like a weird time, it's a cool time. And there's like ebbs and flows with it. There's times that it feels really cool. There's times that it's like, wait, where'd all my friends go? But there's parts of it that are uh, that are weird. But the other side of it that's so fucking great. I'm so excited for you. I feel great because I was so locked down to thinking like, well, I can't go anywhere because I have to go here. I have to make sure I'm available. And now it's like, I, I'm great. Like I can actually like pick and choose and I can choose when I want to work. I can choose when I don't want to work. I mean, I don't have to work for a little while. I, I just sit here and think like, gosh, there's so many, it's a new world. It's a new world. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, my girl. Well, thanks for coming on the sessions. It was really obviously great to see your beautiful face and now that you're free hey if you want to make a trip to Cincinnati girl we're here I want to come up and see my good old girl before she gets too big yeah you have to she is starting to stand up already a little bit so like she's gonna be hell on wheels before we know it she looks just like you to me really I see I love that because everyone always says she's like looks just like John everyone's like it's John it's John it's John I'm like guys I'm right here She's a little bit me. You're like, she came out of me, by the way. Hello. Yeah, I grew her. When I see that smile and those eyes, I'm like, that is Renee to me. She has my personality, which is going to be my detriment, where she's just like a firecracker. She's ready to go. Wait, she's did got- she know that her grandpa works for Live Nation? <laughs> Does that like, has that been like established to her or no? Go to hell. <laughs> It's kind of a big deal. You're such a douchebag. I freaking love your dad, though. He's the best. (laughs) He is the best. He is the best. Oh, Tex. What a guy. (laughs) What a guy. He's the best. Um, All right, girl. So good to see you. Really nice to, like, get to hear your story and your side of things. I appreciate you. I'm so glad I got to talk. I mean, obviously wanted to chat with you because you're just the best. Love you, girl. Love you too. Big shout out to my girl, Lena Fanine. Thank you so much for popping on here to hang out with me. I miss you. I love you. It was so nice to see your face and your beautiful curls and the glam. God, I wish I knew how to do my makeup. I should watch a YouTube tutorial, please. Oh my God. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I feel like it was a really cool conversation. I feel like we covered pretty much every topic. The one thing we didn't talk about though that I wish we talked about afterwards was that moment of my hole. My hole! When she landed straight on her ass and broke the internet immediately after that, I wish we talked about that. So maybe we'll have to have a two-parter on this one. Maybe we'll have a little revisit. But yeah, thanks to Lena for hopping on here and just getting into all the stuff with me. And I, I, you know, I got to ask her so many different questions and take the conversation a bunch of different ways. A lot of fun. I appreciate you. I appreciate her. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. If you're on here, I'm assuming that you've probably subscribed to the podcast, especially if you're still listening to this point. Usually you listen to the interview and then you shut off the podcast. I do it to the podcast that I love. Even if I love the host, I still don't listen to this part. So... Anyways, here I am just screaming into the abyss. But yeah, if you are subscribing to this pod or aren't, please go and do so. 
wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're on Apple Music, if you're on Spotify, you know, all the things. Set up those notifications. And leave a comment. I love seeing those comments. It truly warms my heart. And I feel like saying it warms my heart sounds facetious. But no, I truly do love it. It's really, really cool to see that. And um, I love that you guys listen to the show and that you enjoy the show. um, Because we've got plenty more where this came from. Um, Lots of really cool stuff lined up in the next couple weeks. Some interviews that I'm super, super pumped to have. Conversations I'm excited to have. So stay tuned. Like it, subscribe it, rate it, all of those things. Bye, guys. I'll stop singing in the intros. Love ya.